0: Welcome back to the Watson and All podcast. We've had a little break and now we are refreshed and ready to go again. I'm Susie Edge, medical doctor and historian, and I'm just fascinated by the human body and how we've treated it in life and in death. But let's face it, mostly in death. Shall we open another coffin? Today is the launch of the Warts and All History Club. Every so often we'll get together with like-minded lovers of history to have a drink and a chat about what we love. It's a broad church. We can talk about historical movies, podcasts, fiction, non-fiction. Let's have fun with it. No stuffiness here. Everyone's welcome. Even, and I don't say this lightly, even fans of Anne Boleyn. I'm joking, of course. Uh, I've also been writing some of the regular episodes for future editions, so keep an eye out for them. I want to say a huge thank you and a shout out, send a big hug to my newest patron over on patreon.com. April UD, I'm always so excited when I see there's new support there. Thank you so much. I owe you a t-shirt. So I will be in touch and we'll get that sorted. You can have a look at the t-shirts actually on my merch site, which is merchantsofspirit.com. I have been given loads of ideas recently. Uh, you guys on TikTok are like shouting at me get this get new t-shirts done so i'll do that and i'll let you know when i've done it um but thank you april again i really really appreciate your support there's a funny thing about patreon that I started it and I got support and I got a little bit stressed, almost paralysed. I wanted to do such a good job that I wasn't doing any at all. I do think about you though, I think about how I can give back and uh, I'm going to be updating more on the podcast and the book and letting you guys know what's going on there. So if you want to, uh, you can support the podcast, the book and me and my TikTok etc on patreon.com. Right, over to the first episode of the Watson and All History Club. Today's guest is the wonderful Melissa Ratliff. You might know her as Melissa Fairlady on TikTok and YouTube. We bonded over a love of short-form history snippets, and I thought it would be great to hear about her new podcast, her slightly worrisome obsession with a certain Charles Lightholler, second officer of the Titanic, and much more, she tells us. Uh, not to mention her obsession with Napoleon, uh, but we'll we'll brush over that. We'll, we'll brush over that one. Melissa was born and raised in Kentucky in the US and now lives in Florida, where she works as a journalist, digital producer, think newspaper writer who also does social media. And she does some on-air segments as well, which means she's really good at keeping it going. Honestly, there's no ums and ahs. When I edited this, no uh, no sharp intakes of breath like me. I Honestly, I just listened to her wonderful chat for so long. And there's an occasional snippet of me saying something daft in there. But uh, thank you. It was brilliant. Uh, she taught English in France for about a year and a half. And then during the pandemic, new house, new move. She started making TikTok videos and one in particular about Charles Lightoller was an, a hit and so many people were interested and now she has a podcast and really popular on TikTok. I'm so excited to speak to her. I'll be back at the end with some news about what's next from What's and All and how you can get in touch. See you there. So Melissa, welcome to the What's and All podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Susie. It's a pleasure. I think we've been talking... Kind of on and off about doing something like this for ages. And it started off with a talk about Napoleon's death, I think.
1: Yes, I am a, a Napoleon fangirl. This is where I found out that I think your husband was, Wellington, uh, was a huge Wellington fan. So I don't know that we should ever meet, but um, no, it's fine. But yes, I, I adore Napoleon. Uh, I have a background in French history, uh, French language and history, and, and personal favorite, personal favorite. But I, I love all. All history, pretty much. All of it. But yes. And and I do have the Napoleon hoodie with <laughs> yeah. regalia that is a personal favorite. And yes, I do wear it in public sometimes.
0: <laughs> well, in that case, you win because we don't have any Wellington outfits. Uh, I don't know that Wellington had a particular style. <laughs> no, I but, don't yeah. think so. I don't think you could really pick pictures out of him of him really well, unless you kind of recognize him or the big nose or whatever. It's not. I,
1: I only picture him as Christopher Plummer from yes. the, uh, the <laughs> from Waterloo. So that's that's kind of my image of him but other than that i have no clue
0: what he looks like i'm totally with you there <laughs> we've already talked before we started recording about uh, kenneth moore and leonardo dicaprio so throw in christopher Plummer as well why not let's throw him in there why not <laughs> uh what i was gonna say seeing as this is the warts and all history club uh bring a drink uh, not only have I left mine in the kitchen, but it's it's like midday. By, no, no. I was
1: prepared. Um, you'll hear a rustling of plastic, and for that I apologize, but...
0: Good stuff. No, You've got one. I was ready. Nice. Let's
1: just make sure it doesn't explode.
0: Oh. We're good. Superb. Oh, what are you drinking? So
1: yes. Heineken. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it was a, a gas station. I'm sorry. It was a gas station
0: <laughs> I thought I thought, oh, it's going to be midday. Like, it's five o'clock here. I was like, oh, I'll have a cup of tea. Um, well, I,
1: but, I'm off tomorrow um, from work, so... Oh.
0: I'm impressed. I'm not. So, you know, we have to, I have to behave. I'll have my cup of tea. I'll have my cup of tea cold when we're done. It's
1: breakfast beer. Well, actually, lunch beer now. It's noon here. So we're
0: good. Perfect. So what have you been up to lately?
1: Um, Well, I have just finished. um, Obviously, I'm in journalism, so I have a pretty busy day-to-day gig. And I don't think I've had a day off in like two weeks. So last night um, I was working mostly on my podcast. Uh, We're getting, do the third episode is coming out next week. I just started it not so long ago, as you recall. And um, a lot harder than I thought it would be. Um, A lot harder than I thought it would be to put together. The amount of research is just mind numbing on occasion. Mind numbing. And, uh, but it's ready to go. I'm ready to, obviously I'm not going to be recording it after having a Heineken, but that I'm (laughs) off tomorrow and that is the plan for now for
0: now i think the um i was going to come to the the podcast later but as you brought it up i think you can really tell listening to it or i can really tell listening to it the the amount of research the amount of reading and what have you that's gone into it it's it's absolutely superb and uh, congratulations i've I've been hooked thank you
1: I, i wish i could turn my computer to show you the um all these like the stuff on my desk like papers books um i look like a a, a titanic hoarder over here there's books upon books upon books and notepads and pencils so um quite a bit like uni i guess you'd say call or colleges you know it's just a very messy i I was never the organized student so everything's just kind of piled up over here but -hmm. yes the subject it's been it's been so much fun and I, I, it's embarrassing to say but i shall miss him when he's when <laughs> we're done um, because it's been it's been a fun ride with um charles lightoller but we'll get into him later as you said
0: well no let's let's go there now how did it all start let's do it how did it all start let's do it. uh
1: my introduction to charles lightoller came as a child i was very young got into a titanic phase but i didn't know his entire life story and then one day, I'm, I'm on a road trip for work, and I'm listening to this other podcast. It's called Time Suck. Um, he does a lot of history topics. He was doing the Titanic, and he mentions like three... His, his the host name is Dan Cummins, and he mentions like three or four sentences about... He's like, toller survives by standing on a boat. And then he goes on to say, and he just like gives this whole speech about his role at Dunkirk. And I'm like, what? How? how have I never heard this story? So... The first thing I did when I got where I was going is obviously pull up Wikipedia, read this man's article. And like my mouth, my mouth dropped open because I was like, how have I never heard this story? This is a story. And you know, we know a night to remember of course, but I had seen it when I was a kid and didn't remember. And it was just the most fascinating story of survival that I had ever heard. It was like the ship to use the term, the kids use yeeted him back out of the ocean (laughs) as it was sinking. And then he just goes on to become a war hero and have this incredible life, and I was like, "Well, that is somebody had some uh, guardian angels or some good juju. I don't know what it was, but uh, he led such a fascinating life." And I made a TikTok about it. That TikTok went viral. I think it has like two point four million views now, or something like that. I checked it the other day, and it was just it was just an insane amount of people who wanted to hear this story. And I started learning everything I could about him, everything.
0: It is. It is an incredible story. When I was watching a night to remember the other day, in preparation to have a chat to you, uh, he was. He, Lightoller is on the rescue boat, and he's you know doing his thing where he was keeping it steady for hours, waiting for rescue. And at that point, he'd been in the water. Uh, Mister Edge said, "Did he survive?" and i was like oh yes oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you but of course i've not heard the third installment yet of your your version of the this story and um yeah i what a what an incredible life i i'm not surprised at all that you've you've picked up on it and and run with it for the uh for the podcast
1: if a cat was a, a human a cat would be luckiller because titanic wasn't his first brush with almost getting killed i talk about it In the first episode, I didn't even get to the Titanic until the second episode because there were so many incidents of this man just like literally nearly dying and then just popping up like, oh, I'm fine. okay." well, and he brushes it off and goes back to sea. Now, this uh, we, of course, cover the Titanic in the second episode. And now I'm in the third where he becomes this sort of hero during World War One. Uh, and this will all, of course, culminate, culminate with World War II. And this man, I was like, he cannot be killed. <laughs> I, I don't know what what kind of if he's had his spinach for breakfast or what. He is just he he would bounce back every single time, and it's fascinating.
0: So I I know that the A Night to Remember was based on the book that was written, which was based on autobiographies which was then copied again for the Titanic movie in 97. But Lightoller himself, why do you think that this story isn't, his story isn't as well known? Because I think, you know, a biopic of just him throughout the years would just be incredible. You know, I would love to see
1: a, a biopic. I think it would be very, very long because there's a lot to cover um walter lord who wrote a night to remember never actually met charles lightoller he did talk to sylvia so he's kind of going from that angle and lightoller did write his own book he has an autobiography and um he's a sailor and i've already as a copy editor journalist been finding typos and i'm like lights you needed to copy it <laughs> um So, Lord was getting this version from Sylvia and from Court Records. It's it's one of the more, you know, famous books about the shipwreck, but there are some inaccuracies in it that we learn later on. And there was another BBC journalist who was fantastically interested in him, but I don't think he's well-known because I feel like the generation that did know him has kind of passed on, and then Titanic became framed—and don't get me wrong, I love Leo— but it became framed as the Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet love story, fictional as it may be. But um,
0: it's a Typical James Cameron style, add a love story on and make billions. And, yeah.
1: and we can talk about how basically it is a night to remember with a with a stronger love story in the middle. Also, Cameron kind of did him a little dirty, I think, um, in terms of... Um, Liefelder made some serious mistakes that night, uh, underloading lifeboats being the main one and seems to only show him as one out of control and two the, with the mistakes he's made. And that whole incident, I think it's easy to judge, not knowing what we would do in some sort of a panicked situation, but that's all you saw of him. I think maybe he's in the 97 for maybe 10 minutes on screen, 10 to 15, whereas he's more the focus, almost main character mm-hmm. of a night. So you see the mistakes, but you also see the, the heroism I feel like he got lost in the Leo mania um, somewhere along the line, but he's such a fascinating character and gosh, I would love to see a biopic. I can't figure out who would play him, but I'm, I'm almost <laughs> scared it's going to be Kenneth Branagh because Kenneth Branagh says everything. <laughs> but, uh, if somebody wrote a biopic, I, I would watch because he definitely deserves one because it, his life was not just Titanic. It was so much more.
0: The beginning of your second podcast about Lightoller when you were going with the distress calls from the Titanic. I just, I was ironing I have to admit, I was ironing some shirts and I was listening to it (laughs) and I just stopped because this was really haunting You know, like that that was,
1: you know I'm I'm just learning how to edit sound together, that's something new. Thankfully I work at a TV station with people who actually know what they're doing so they kind of show, show me some tricks and online you can find the entire, it's about a 53 minute conversation of dots and dashes that, you know, if you don't know Morse code, and I don't, you're not understanding what they're saying, but once you know what they're saying, it hits so hard because you can feel the panic. I don't know how you feel the panic. Every time I hear that last message from the Titanic, they're they're trying out the new, they're trying every code they possibly can. SOS was a brand new code at the time. CQD was the, the typical one these other ships are headed toward them as fast as they can, and the one ship that would have been able to get there by the time the ship sank, never resp- they didn't wake the, the wireless operator up. And just, I remember the first time I listened to it with a transcript and realized that Jack Phillips, the wireless operator who did die, tragically, he was 25, he was a baby, um, he's going to the last possible second until the electricity cuts off. And it just literally cuts off mid, mid-word. And, that's, and, and within five minutes of that, the ship was breaking apart and going down. There's just such a haunting element about it. It gets hidden in those dots and dashes. and then But knowing what is being said in those dots and dashes, I, I, I got so choked up. By just because you could tell he's starting to panic. And he's starting to panic. And he's speeding up the messages. And then it's silence. It's just the eerie because the olympic was begging everybody The, the signal the marconi signal was jammed because everybody was trying to find out what was going on and then just deathly silence with no one talking and i just you feel that really hard because we get so removed from tragedy i think that we don't always think of that human element, which is one of the reasons I wanted to start that podcast. But um, that moment was like, I have to show that moment because that was fear. That was he. He was. You could just tell from dots and dashes of the speed that he was scared to death, and then it just cuts off. So that was emotional, and I think that that sets that that opening was to set the tone of these were real people panicking, and you can hear the moment that they were lost. And it's just heartbreaking. It, it's sad that that the Californian was so close and did nothing. And that's another. It's just there were so many things that went wrong that should not have
0: made the the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. It really did.
1: Yeah, it. And, and and I'm going to get a little more into Phillips because um, there is some debate about what happened to Phillips afterwards. Littler claims he pulled him up on the on, on collapsible B. There are witnesses who saw him, but. The, Lightoller says that he's the one who gave the coordinates for the Carpathia. Um, Colonel Archibald Gracie, who was also on collapsible B, and we'll get into that more, says Jack was dead by the time they pulled him up. So there's there's some there's some um, I'm gonna have to address some of these um, inconsistencies, you know. But tra- trauma, and I'm sure you learn in, in uh, you know medical school the way it affects so many people and the way they remember things and Jack Phillips died a hero. And he's one of those unsung heroes because he had stayed up the entire night before fixing that wireless system. And I think if he had not, mostly everybody on that ship would have died because they wouldn't have been able to get hold of anybody. So just the fact he was so young, that's an absolute tragedy. Absolute tragedy. And now we're all sad. So, yeah. that this is, now everybody's sad. <laughs> but it, it's it's it, it's a he is an unsung hero, and he does not get the credit he deserves. I think sometimes.
0: So the the response that you have from uh, TikTok has been superb. I've watched that grow over the past year. It's just been ridiculousness. Been <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but I find that the audience are very knowledgeable. I mean, a lot of questioning, but also just joining in and adding things. And I just wondered if you'd had that as well. Yeah, I feel
1: like, you know, uh, you get trolls mm. occasionally. But for the <laughs> most part, it's um, it's people who – I feel like history, when it's taught, especially specifically in the American school system, and that's not all teachers, but it gets kind of um, that, you know, Americanized version – or it gets oversimplified to facts, dates, and those get pushed out of your head the second you graduate, kind of like with me with math. I just <laughs> kind of looks like I'm pushing it out. But when you tell human elements of history and make it like it's gossip or a good story, which it is, or you point out when something was PR in history, you find that people will enjoy it more. And I had a te- an AP that's uh, like our college level, a class in high school European history teacher who did that and she was always bringing in these so many interesting stories the the ones that you don't read in the actual textbooks themselves and that's what kind of inspired my love of it and I think TikTok's a good place to get those questions engaged and you can engage and tell the story better even if it is
0: short form because you can hit the highlights I think that's a, a real I don't want to say it's an art because I do it myself, and therefore I'm going. Oh, aren't I so wonderful? Um, but it's it's a real thing to be able to sit down and and get it all into sixty seconds. And how you do that is a real I, challenge sometimes. Because I want to say everything, and then and then people come come in afterwards and say, "Oh, you forgot about this." I'm like, I didn't forget. I just had sixty seconds. That's all I, and I, chose, had, what I chose.
1: I had to learn to deal with that so much because I mean, now we have three minute videos, but even then. So when I was doing World War One. Um, those series uh, the, uh, just the, the, the men and women in the comments who were very, very big World War One fans are like, this is, this is don't oversimplify, don't oversimplify and I'm like, it's 60 seconds <laughs> yes. I can't give you everything in 60 seconds, I can make a full series and still not have everything because the, there, there are so many complexities but I can hit the highlights and I am grateful for the three minute videos but that's still, in most cases, not enough
0: I've had to say, I've had to point out a few times that this is not a PhD thesis. I'm just having fun telling stories on TikTok. Come on.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, there, those things used to hurt my feelings more. Hmm. Uh, I'm kind of at the point like, read, if you want to know more, go get a book. Yeah. Yeah, this, know, so yeah. I'm at that point now.
0: Yeah. Like this is, this is an introduction. This is a bit of chat if you want to, if you're interested, I can't like, <laughs> um, but then some people come on and they'll 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 put like essays in the comments, <laughs> and I'm like, it's wonderful, thanks. Commenting. make your yeah. own videos. Come on, guys, join in. It, up, you know. And
1: it's nine times out of ten, the one coming after you, the ones coming after you, are the ones who have no content, yeah, at all. Or so it's like I, I, at first, it really hurt my feelings, you know, because I can't be sensitive. But after a while, um, I was just like, go read a book. I actually had an American man argue with me about William Wallace and, and Braveheart because I said Braveheart is not historically accurate, which we all know very, <laughs> so very, very much inaccurate. And he tried to tell me I was wrong and that I should read a book. So I actually went online because I was just super petty and had the time that day and just went down the list of things that were wrong in the movie with sources cited. He ended up blocking me, but it was very <laughs> satisfying. I felt so empowered by <laughs> just,
0: It's the phrase, go do your research, which just makes me laugh. (laughs) I just hate that. Yeah, especially. read a book. Yeah. And people arguing with me about anatomy and and what have you, and I'm like, You're a literal doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I I question the ethics
1: I was talking about the Carpathi because at one point uh, when they were bringing the Titanic survivors back, I called out some ethic, journalistic ethics because. Mm there were journalists sneaking on the Carpathia from a steamer boat uh, to pose as passengers to get information. And I called that unethical. And somebody came out at, at me about the ethics of journalism and how I was to do. And I'm like, you do know what I do for a living. Right. Right. And then that, that was, but it, there, there's a lot of that, but you know, that, even though what, You can have 100 positive comments and one throws you off, but really the positivity and the community that's on the history talk, as I call it, the history TikTok zone is actually quite lovely. And it's been such a great resource, especially during this pandemic, which is why I jumped on this app in the first place.
0: I'm the same and I've definitely found that it's been more positive than negative more positive than anything else and the people that I've met and the you know I'm actually quite shy I find it quite strange when people I mean we've we've gotten to talking about TikTok and, and history talk and that's grand because I, I knew we would eventually um, but I I find it quite strange when people then try and join me as a friend on Facebook and stuff like that. Not and it's just gone a little bit shy. And I maybe don't come across like that on my TikToks, but I am and I find it I find it very on the one hand, it's just really nice that people want to connect. And yeah. and and that's been re- that's been great. And this enabled this as well, this yeah. this um getting together that we've been able to do. It's, it's fast. Yeah,
1: I've I've only had a few people reach out to reach out to me on Facebook, I think, mostly because my last name is not on my profile, yeah. but I think people are geniuses, figure it out. <laughs> I don't mind it so much unless they're like, you know, they, they seem to be serial killers or anything like that. But for the most part, like the community, I've connected with so many. You're, you and a couple of Jake, uh, I think his name is Jake Trooper and mm-hmm. um, a couple other people on that app. And that's developed into this huge camaraderie. And we have such a good t- time on TikTok. And now that's carried over to other apps. And I,
0: I very much enjoy that, that camaraderie. I think we need to go back to the movies because I'm dying to ask you which one's your favourite. I, I, um, I think we're allowed to have feelings for Leonardo DiCaprio at the moment. Just, just bearing in mind that I grew up on war movies, so The Longest Day and The Battle of Britain and therefore lean more the towards day. Kenneth yeah. Moore. But what do you think?
1: So if you had asked me at 13, I would have laughed <laughs> at you and said, of course, ninety-seven, the 97 with Leo. But that had everything to do with Leonardo DiCaprio. As I, As I got back into this research... I went back and watched both, and I, and I watched both. And I don't think James Cameron was necessarily plagiarizing a Night to Remember, which is a lot, of, a lot of people say. Um, but I think it is a Night to Remember with a love story. And then I went back and watched a Night to Remember, and it, and it's just it's so beautifully told because, in a sense, it's showing the scale of the tragedy. Whereas Cameron's version, which I, I do adore is basically showing that all these deaths are a, you know, it's a statistic, like 1,000, 2,000 deaths, it's a statistic, and one is a tragedy because you're watching the death of, you know, spoilers to anyone. (laughs) Um, I've realized that A Night to Remember is more focused on the scope and the scale of the tragedy showing you, like, all these people, these strangers you don't know. And Titanic 1997 is that idea that all these deaths were statistics and the death of Leonardo DiCaprio was the tragedy versus where you're seeing this absolute carnage and the survivors who were having to deal with it. Uh, as well as that wonderfully executed, you know, cinematography and the way you feel I felt more panic watching A Night to Remember than Mm -hmm. I did with Tide. So despite my love of Leo, um a night to remember is the better movie. I think it's the better movie. I think
0: about yeah, I think I have to agree with you there. I was I was just riveted, and you know when you're watching a movie and you're in a room or or the theatre or whatever, and then you forget that you're there, and then something happens and you're like, oh, oh, hang on, <laughs> I was watching a movie, and, and you just lost in it. And I was absolutely lost in it because it was it was haunting. What what it does talking about ninety seven titanic because of leo and all the rest of it what it does and this circles back to the tiktoks and what we were saying about tiktoks is it introduces people to these things and however much of a love story it was and people were like more about the titanic less about love story however much of that there was it got people into reading about it and learning about it and that can only be a good thing
1: yeah it can be i think it was fantastic the way it inspired because I, I feel like, like I said, every kid went through a Titanic phase once they learned the story. I, I feel like it's a universal experience almost. Mm-hmm. But um, I do think Cameron did a lot of things really well in that movie. And he had these strategically placed characters. You know, he kept a lot of the conversations the same. And I keep seeing so many like film buffs on YouTube say, well, this is clearly plagiarism from A Night to Remember. But it's really not because a lot of those things come from the inquiries that happen later. Uh, The you know the American inquiry and the British inquiry and other legal lawsuits that sort of thing so it got people in this story and then there's there's this uh, titanic creator on YouTube I think his name is Rafa Vila He's, he's wonderful he's also on TikTok he had said he had found a cut of the movie that someone had created where they took out the entire love story and just put all the parts that were historically accurate it together and you can find it on YouTube and it's just the story of the ship and not mm-hmm. <laughs> jack and i was like or you could just watch turn it. But <laughs> cameron's movie is beautiful i love it it's so it is an absolute masterpiece and no argument there but i don't think it captures the scale of the tragedy it it's more accurate in its breakup and depiction you know the depiction of the breakup of the mm-hmm. ship but we didn't know.
0: No, we've learned that since, of course. That how it? Uh, he had
1: no idea, and part of that was Charles Lightoller's fault because he was underwater when the break mm-hmm. happened, and he popped back up. He's like, "I saw the stern go down in one piece." So everybody believed him, and he was a stubborn man and would not, you know, recant or admit he was wrong, as that you know that happens sometimes. And then now we know because the wreck was discovered in i think was that 86 i could be wrong I'll have, to, I'll have to double check but yeah it was discovered in the 80s and we learned that lightholder was in fact wrong about the breakup of the ship yeah in terms of tragedy night to remember by far and away is the is the better one to watch to understand that skill
0: so i I, I made a little bit of a connection because of titanic or the titanic rather because i went to aberdeen one day and uh, I'm not far from Aberdeen. And I went in and, and I, I went and found the grave of Robert Hitchens, who was uh, the helmsman on the Titanic when, when it hit. And there was a lot of controversy about him. And, and I made a wee video just saying, you know what, you're not forgotten, because what he went through afterwards was awful. He became an alcoholic and lost his wife. and mm-hmm. and, and when I did that... When I made the little tribute video and said, here's his is grave, and his granddaughter, I think it is Sally Nilsson, got in touch and said, oh, yeah, yeah, we put that there. <laughs> and so I've made a connection with her, and it's it's absolutely fabulous. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, I always felt terrible for him. Um, I knew I knew there had been a, I saw a Guardian article a couple of months ago in which Lytle surviving granddaughter, she's an author, I think her name is Louise Patton, she mm-hmm. was saying that, they covered for him because the steering system was a reverse steering en- engine that you, ha- if you wanted to go starboard, you'd have to turn port. I feel like that's been debunked frequently. I feel like most of the Titanic conspiracies <laughs> have been debunked very easily. He had such an awful life. You were absolutely cr- after that. He was guilt-ridden. A lot of these articles, those conspiracies, say Lytton was trying to protect him by lying, but I don't think that was the case. And at any point, I think it's all mooch because. They were going so fast, it no matter which way they turned, they still would have gone down because the watertight compartments were only meant to hold for two full compartments. And they were going so fast that it immediately almost filled up six watertight compartments. So they were doomed um, no matter which way they went. And I hate that he had to carry that blame with him. And it's actually the same with Harold Bride, too, because Harold Bride was the junior wireless operator, you know, alongside Jack Phillips. Um I, I, I just learned that he and Leotiller had a feud after the fact. I was reading, I was like, oh, okay, thought that out yesterday, but we'll talk. I'll talk about that in the third episode of the podcast. But um, Bride would not talk about the Titanic anymore after that. He had very bad frostbite. He, he was also on top of collapsible That's the overturned Lifeboat where uh, held. saved 30 people that night. Um, and the first thing he did, even though he could not walk, was asked to be carried to the Marconi room so he could start letting Jack's family know that he was deceased and other family members letting them know that they were alive. But after that he had severe issues and eventually quit and became um, a pharmacist, chemist. Like he started working at a, a, you know, in a pharmacy after that or a medical sales rep. He did, he just got off out of the sea altogether because he was so traumatized. He refused to speak about the Titanic after that. He would not do it. He was, So, a lot of the survivors carried a lot of guilt, and that's devastating because it was a perfect storm of events that just led to this happening. It's, you know, arrogance and things, (laughs) mechanical engineering failures, and but at the same time, something like that almost had to happen for the changes to be made that save lives now. It's terrible, but the titanic's the reason we have boat drills every time anybody goes on a cruise it's the reason wireless rooms are staffed 24 hours a day so i'm not sure is there's it's it's hard to make a positive spin <laughs> out of it you know 1500 people but in that sense it, it changed maritime travel for the better
0: i don't spend a lot of time thinking about the 20th century <laughs> um, so it's been absolutely brilliant having a chat to you about the titanic and the movies and everything that we Kind of think we know, but so much more. And I really so appreciate. It. I really appreciate it. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm going to ask everybody that comes along to the Watson and All History Club is, if we were to get all the members together, all our guests, our listeners, our followers, and share with them one history book or history podcast or history movie, what would be yours? What would you bring along to the night? Well,
1: I I uh, have some weird taste in podcasts, and I'll, I'll give you two podcasts. If you like funny, and one if you like. More serious. So for humor, um, I enjoy The Dollop. There is also The Dollop UK, in which they like a dollop of cream. Okay. The dollop. Um, so The Dollop, which tells American history stories, it's a comedian who tells his friend stories from American history, and then on the British one, obviously English and English and UK um, stories. And the other guy doesn't know the story, so he's reacting to it in real time, and it's absolutely hysterical
0: um i like the sound of that
1: yeah that one that one's absolutely brilliant if you prefer the more serious um stuff you missed in history classes chef's Kiss. it's really 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 good and as for uh history books i've been on such a lightoller kick um (laughs) if you can find it lights the odyssey of ch lightoller but uh, my favorite part about this is that when the titanic movie came out in 1997 I'm assuming Patrick Stinson I don't I don't he's a BBC journalist but I don't know if he's still with us but he um decided to rename the book Titanic Voyager I guess and he's like I can make a little assuming he's like if I name it Titanic maybe I'll get some more money off of but the details about he has about his entire the entire life of Charles Lightoller in both of these are just fantastic He has some of the, some amazing pictures anecdotes um, stories about his family Dunkirk and and a really really great Part about uh, Lightoller's yacht, the Sundowner, mm-hmm. which is um, what he used during World War II. So uh, that is called Lights or Titanic Voyager. You can find either, or, and it's by author Patrick Stenson. And, and um, if you want me to send those to you, you can put those on the page. I will. But yes, so the Dollop podcast and Titanic Voyager. Or lights, depending on which version you get. of That book.
0: That's superb. I'll put those on. Uh, I'm going to start putting show notes on my website at oh. susieedge.com. So I'll I'll nice. I'll get those on there. I'll start doing that as well. So last question, then, where can our listeners find you?
1: Um. Well, obviously, I'm on TikTok. Oh. Um let the whole thing started. TikTok is Melissa Fair Lady. Now, uh, let me explain. My Fair Lady is my favorite movie. And before <laughs> we started recording this, I was telling Susie what an unfortunate crush i have on rex harrison it's 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 like kenneth moore uh but yes i do love rex harrison quite a bit but so it's melissa fair lady on tiktok um the name of my podcast is god's favorites a history podcast and as of now we're we're getting on more and more platforms we're on apple spotify podbean Google Podcast, and I think Amazon Alexa has it now. So, and if I said Amazon Alexa and your Alexa went off, I apologize, <laughs> but I have no control over that. Then we also on Facebook have a God's Favorites uh, Facebook page where you mm-hmm. can come and hang uh, out and discuss. It's, we, I just started it, so there's not a lot on there yet, but hopefully soon. So, hopefully, come over, join us, and you can suggest topics. Obviously, this entire podcast. As I could talk about Litoler for years, but I think it's time to move on. And the uh, next series is going to be about the Marquis de Lafayette. So
0: ah, I was going to ask you what's coming next. That's brilliant. Yes
1: um, So right after Litola, we're doing a, a mini mini so just so I can have a brain mm-hmm. brain breather um, about Violet Jessup, who I made. She was also on the Titanic. She survived three shipwrecks during uh, the, the biggest one, I think being the Britannic because she just basically popped right on a lifeboat in the Titanic. Basically the female Litoler. Uh, So there will be a mini-sode about her after Lytoler. And then after that, yes, Marquis de Lafayette up next. Mm. And I'm excited about that one as well.
0: So looking forward to that. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Melissa. And thanks to you for listening to the Watson All podcast. Up next, we're going to talk about the good old British execution. You guys are as gory as I am. So that's one to look forward to. I've had a request as well to make a podcast about the Black Death. How... How could I refuse? So I'm going to go away and write that one as well. In the meantime, you can find me on TikTok at Suzy Edge, on Instagram at Suze.edge, on TikTok at Edge, uh Edge. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to put the show notes and updates on the blog at suzyedge.com where you can find all the other links like Patreon and my store at merchantsofspirit.com. Thanks again. See you in my smartphone, guys. Bye for now.